So let's come back to this big revolution idea. I gave you a lot of good tips so far on commitment and how to deal with uh, these issues underlying commitment. But let me give you that new big thing way to look at it. So I already told you about arguing, right? You're either going to fight or you're going to run. So one of the reasons people argue is because they don't believe they're getting their 50%. On any given day, nothing is 50-50. Nothing is, I did my 50% and you did your 50%, so we're both happy. There's no such thing as that. That's a lie that experts in society have told us, especially about marriage, and that is bogus. That is crap. It never works. Michelle Obama talked about her own marriage to Barack, and she said herself that that doesn't work because on any given day, one of you, for whatever reason, won't feel like doing 50%. You can only do 30% of the day. And the other partner has to pick up the 20% they can't do. Next time, it might be you that might be going through some stuff and you can only do 20%. And you need another person to do 80% now because you can't do your 30. They got to pick that up, right? So Michelle Obama said that only any given day, ain't no 50-50. It's going to vary depending on what you go through in life, depending on what the kids are doing, depending on all kinds of stuff, right? That 50-50 don't work. I'm going to talk about that in a minute and give you a better way to looking at that 50-50 thing. You can get to 100% and 100% for both of you with a new approach, and I'm going to get to that. You should accept the idea that 50 and 50 never equals 100. Now, if you're counting pennies, it might equal 100, but in marriages, 50% and 50% will never equal 100. Why do I say that? Because 50%, you're always judging whether you got your 50% or not. You, every day you're judging whether they did enough to get your 50%. You're always judging that, right? You're always questioning whether you gave too much. No matter what you do, you're always questioning in the back of your head whether you did too much. So that's failure from the beginning. A better way to look at this is the same way you looked at it when you were dating. Now, I'm going to prove to you that you already know how to do this new concept. And the new concept is that you spend your time trying to make the other person happy. Forget about what you want. Forget about it. And I know this is shocking, right? But for the moment, forget about what you want and what you don't get. Now, I'm not saying give up on what you want. You obviously need those things. A woman's going to need attention. She's going to need support, right? So I'm not, and a man, by the way, is going to need respect. I didn't go through the man's list, ladies, right? For the sake of time, we'll come back to that another time. But I'll give you two right now. A man needs respect more than any other thing. A man needs to be in control just as much. So if you're trying to take control away from a man, you, you can't win. You will never win that. If you're disrespecting a man, you're running right to the arms of another woman that will respect it. Or at least you'll pretend to respect it, right? So you can't win on those two things. I'm going to stop at those two because taking control from a man, the slave master tried that and the guy's still kicking. And if you're trying to disrespect him, right, the hood tried that and he's still kicking. A lot of guys... Where they, if you look back where they grew up, they grew up in some hell holes. They should have been dead a long time ago. I mean, everything around them was disrespecting them, but they came out just fine. So you cannot violate those two things. No more than he can violate not supporting you 
not showing you affection, not giving you time, not listening to you, right? All those things are important on both sides. So uh, back to this single focus thing. So let me tell you what I did. Years ago, um, when we lived in New Jersey, Dolores and I woke up one day and said, you know what? We feel like we're just going through the motions. Every, you know, you go to work, you eat, you go to sleep. The weekend, you go wash your clothes, you, you know, whatever the task and the chores are, you cut the grass, you do all those things on the weekend, right? And then you try to rest up on Sunday and you're back at the routine again on Monday. So we said, we want, we need to leave New Jersey. We need to go to Atlanta. But when we go to Atlanta, we need to change our lives. We didn't know what that means, but we know we, we shouldn't do it this way. This way is just boring. It's just routine. It just doesn't work. So we agreed as a couple that we're going to change our lives. We also agreed, or we didn't agree. What I told her was, when we go to Atlanta, I, remember what I said before, don't talk about her, talk about yourself. I'm going to make you fall in love with me all over again. That's what I told her. She looked at me like I was nuts, first of all, because we have been married for 20 years plus. And it's kind of strange to hear a man been married 20 years to say something like that. Number two, because I wasn't living up to that kind of standard at the time. Now, she loved me. Don't get this wrong. But I would probably admit she wasn't in, in love with me. Now, every married person out there should know the difference between loving somebody and being in love with somebody. Now, that I, that we don't need Lauren Hill, the singers of the song again, about the difference between those two, right? We know the difference between those two. When you were dating and you were in love with your partner, so much so that you just dished your friends. They kept asking you, why you don't hang with us anymore? Why you don't spend time with us anymore? And you dished them all together. You spent every single day with this person. You were in love with them. You gave up a lot of things because you was in love with them. You might have, you know, if you weren't living in the same town, one of you might have moved and moved off where the other person was because you were in love with them. You made a lot of decisions, did a lot of things because you were in love. And there was nothing, nothing that you wouldn't do because you were in love with them. You set out to make them happy. It wasn't about you. So, for example, every time you needed to go out to eat, you would get into a conversation about where they wanted to go eat. Wasn't what you wanted to eat, what they wanted to eat, right? But jump ahead when you're 20 years in your marriage, all of a sudden, I want this. I want that. The other person like, I don't want that. But you want to shove what you want to eat on them because you want it. So everything comes about what I want later in marriage. In the beginning, it was always about what they want. So my idea here is for you to go back to what you already did, which is to focus totally on what that person wants. Give up just for a second. Give up the idea of focusing on what you want and focus on what they want. So wake up every day. I told my wife, I were going to make you fall in love with me all over again, which means that I had to do all the work. I, I, but she didn't have to do anything. Right. And this non-fighting version, I went on the limb to say, I'm going to do all the work to make you fall in love with me all over again. I didn't say we got to do it together. I didn't say while I'm doing it, you got to do it. Right. I didn't say that. I said I was going to go 
first. And because I went first, at some point, she also said, hey, I can't let him be doing all the work, right? So she got in on it and she was working to make me feel a certain kind of way too, right? So that's what happens in brain science. If somebody goes out of their way to do something special for you and do something good for you, make you feel special, make you feel happy, make you, at some point you're going to feel guilty. You're going to like, hey, I need to reciprocate. I need to do something for them. I need to make sure they're smiling. I make sure they're happy. I need to be, that's the magic of this concept. That if you're bold enough to go first and say, I'm going to do everything to make this person happy and I'm going to make sure they smile every single day. That's something I told my wife about 20 years or so ago. And I'll never forget the look on her face. When I told her, I'm going to make you smile every single day because of something I did. Now, if she's smiling because of work, I don't get credit for that. If her siblings, her sisters did something to make her smile, I don't get credit for that. If the kids did something to make her smile or laugh, I don't get credit for that. I only get credit if I did something to make her smile. That's a tough thing to do, brothers. But you know what? By me saying it out loud, you might say, well, why would you be dumb enough to say that out loud? You can do it, but don't put yourself on the hook to do it. Well, if I don't put myself on the hook, then what's going to make me do it? We know how fellows are. If there's no proof I said something or promised something, then I can do whatever the heck I want, right? Let's say on the job. If I promise the fellows I work with that I'm going to do X, Y, Z, I'm going to bend over backwards to do those things because I'm not going to break my word, right? That's the way fellows are built. I'm not going to break my word. So I went out of my way to say to her, I'm going to make you smile because of something I did. I'm going to say it out loud. Put myself on a hook, right? Now she's going to evaluate every single day. She's going to evaluate whether I stepped up and, and served up. Whether I did what I said I was going to do, kept my promise, right? And I did. It was work. But the point, I'm not complaining that it was work. I am rejoicing because I focused on me and what I was doing in order to make her happy, which means I got to do something. And when it worked, guess what? I'm smiling too. Now I'm happy because every time she smiled, guess what happened every time you make a woman smile? Okay, now women, this is for you. Every time a guy makes a woman smile, what's she going to do? Is she going to sit back and say, I'm just going to ignore him. I'm not going to do anything for him. Come on, women. You know how you can, right? If a joker goes out of his way to make you smile and giggle because of what he did, you're going to feel like, I got to take care of him too. I got to do something for him. All of a sudden, the next day, after he makes you smile, the next day, you're cooking his favorite meal. Why? Not because you owe it to him. Not because he demanded it. You're doing it because you want to make him feel good because he made you feel good, right? The trick, though, is who's going to go first? One of you got to go first. One of you have to say in this model that I'm going to go out of my way to make the other person happy. And I am not going to judge them for what they didn't do. I'm going to go out of my way to make them happy. Now, it ain't going to take more than several days at the most for the other person, according to brain science, it ain't going to take more than a few days for the other person to all of a sudden start feeling guilty that they're receiving all these smiles, they're receiving all this goodie, they're receiving all this happiness, and now they're going to feel like they owe it to the other person to make sure they're doing that too. So Mrs. D and I, 
it is so weird sometimes to watch us because we are like competing over who's going to make the other one happy. We don't argue as much as we used to back in the day, right? We used to go at it. We used to do the same little stupid stuff. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You know, whatever, right? Now we compete over who's going to make the other one smile. Who's going to make the other one comfortable? Who's going to make the other one? Now, we still have our issues. Don't get me wrong. That's one of the reasons they think we're best friends, right? Because when we're going at it, we're not arguing. We're like competing. Like, what's going on here? You know, I like a married couple. You act like friends trying to please each other. Like, that's weird. But it works. And I guarantee you, if you want to eliminate the second reason why couples get divorced, which is arguing, then you can fix that by saying, I'm going to try this experiment. I'm going to go first. And I'm going to spend the next week doing whatever I used to do when we were dating to make that person happy. And to the extent I do that, not because I'm looking for something in return, not because I'm judging that she's not doing or he's not doing something, but I'm going to do it first. I guarantee you it won't take you more than a few days to start noticing that they too are now bending over backwards for you. And once you start doing that, you're no longer arguing. You're no longer fighting. And you both are getting to 100% on any given day. And 100% and 100% is not 